0: Hello, and welcome to the Fried Liver Chronicles. My name is Jan, and this is the story of my adventures through the looking glass and into the challenging world of chess. I'm going to start this episode with a spoiler alert. If you have not yet seen the Queen's Gambit miniseries produced by Netflix, you may wish to hit pause on this episode until you do. While I won't discuss the series in detail, there is a bit of a storyline presented that may give away the program's finale. On the other hand, if you have already seen the show, or if you don't ever plan on watching The Queen's Gambit, listen away. I'm glad you're here to join me on the latest episode of the Fried Liver Chronicles. Late in 2019, I enjoyed catching the Netflix series, The Queen's Gambit. One of the lessons I learned from watching Beth Harmon, our story's protagonist, in her life and chess journey was the realization she came to that, at the higher levels of chess especially, chess may be played at the board by two individuals, but the successful players are those that have a team behind them that can help them analyze the board consider possible strategies and tactics, and provide moral support during the match. Yes, standard chess is a contest between two people, or a person and a computer. Each side is calculating their best moves and trying to anticipate their opponent's plan of attack. However, chess knowledge and experience is never perfect. Nobody, not even current reigning world champion Magnus Carlsen, knows everything about every possible move or series of attacks. If he did, he would never lose, but occasionally he does. As I speak, we have a number of chess matches going on concurrently in our household. There are three chess boards set up on the coffee table in front of the fireplace alone. And what I found is that our little in-house band of battlers are very generous with their knowledge and understanding of the game. Maybe because we are all learning and are keen to pick up new tidbits, Or perhaps we enjoy showing off a new move or strategy we've acquired. Whatever the reason, we find ourselves discussing the various moves being made, the thought processes behind them, and why that particular move makes for the best tactics. Recently, I was invited to partake in an unrated online match with a kind player in my online chess club. He was willing to take some time to help me learn and analyze my game. And that's where my idea for this little experiment formed. Harkening back to the Queen's Gambit, I thought it would be an interesting learning experience for our household team to work through the games together. As our online opponent made his move, I would move a corresponding piece on one of the three physical chessboards in the lounge. In the evening, when we would converge between various work schedules, we would unpack the moves, analyzing and trying to anticipate what he was trying to accomplish. Thankfully, it's a couple of three-day-per-move games because our schedules don't overlap that often. That said, the boards are current, and whenever anyone was home, they had the opportunity to study each of them at their leisure. The ultimate goal of this experiment was to learn, not only alongside my own crew, but to see what this nice online player might be able to teach us. One of the first things I did learn was an opening move called the King's Indian. It was one I had heard of, but I hadn't seen in action. My opponent opened on both boards with both of his knights, which was not something I had seen before. I was always taught that a good solid opening involved moving pawns toward the center of the board, for example, D4 or D5. For more on chess notation, check out Episode 8 of the Fried Liver Chronicles. Confused, I started discussing the moves with my son. He was familiar with the strategy and explained it a bit more, slowly and several times, so it was able to sink in. As the games progressed, so did our conversations and strategizing. Sometimes, the move I proposed was one the group decided was a good one. More often than not, the boys saw something I hadn't, or foresaw potential danger several moves down the road. Occasionally, it felt as though I was holding their analysis back, because I didn't understand what they were saying but they were always kind to slow down and explain what was happening until I caught up. Once these games are completed, my online opponent has offered to run the lines through a computer analysis program. These programs point out mistakes, blunders, or lost opportunities, and afford a way to study and improve gameplay. It will be interesting to see how the computer's analysis of our game coincide with our in-house discussions and decisions. For now, we are working our way through the middle game and enjoying the camaraderie that teams have when united against a common foe. And my little experiment? It seems to be doing exactly what I had hypothesized, only maybe a little better. I'm learning more, having fun while doing so, and enjoying the company of my home team. What more could I ask for? The Fried Liver Chronicles, part of the 2021 Chess Challenge undertaken by Jan and presented by Lalu Productions. It has also been created as part of a Toastmasters Pathway project. For show notes and any referenced links, please feel free to visit us online at toastmastersadventures.wordpress.com. And if this podcast has tickled your fancy, remember to hit that subscribe button. To find out more information about Toastmasters and their Dynamic New Pathways curriculum, check out Toastmasters.org. Toastmasters, improving public speaking and leadership skills since 1924. And until next time, remember those sage words of Saviali Tartikauer. Nobody ever won a chess game by resigning. Play on, and maybe we will see you on the other side of the looking glass.